to Swapping Joysticks. We sat down quickly. Yeah, I was not ready. Welcome to Swapping Joysticks. Uh, no, put it over my ears now. Uh, I'm your host, Biggest Benis, joined as always by the one, the only, the one that they call Ed underscore Knights. Um, but some people also call him Ed Nightingale. How are you doing, Ed underscore Nightingale? Get the name right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alright. I'm alright. How are you? Yeah. Do you want to make any more noise? I'm just moving like Okay. Tennis. Yeah, no, I'm very, very good. A bit tired. Are you? Someone seems a bit tired and grumpy today. I'm not necessarily grumpy, just a little bit tired. I've had a very busy day. I've had a busy week. But tomorrow is my Friday. I'm not working on Friday, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm. Um, All right for you. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, you didn't book it off for some reason. Because why do I have Friday off, Ed? I don't know. Tell us. Because we're going to see Lizzo on Thursday night, which is tomorrow night. I'm already. I'm already. Well, we're going to have to uh, mute this bit. Sounds just like the radio. To see Lizzo, to see Lizzo. Well, you're very. Are you ready? I'll have to listen to some of her songs so that I know some of the lyrics and things. <laughs> uh, I need to know who I'm going to see. Yeah. I like Lizzo. I like, you know. She's like a solid 8 out of 10. I wonder what she's like live. I think she'll be great live. Yeah. We will see I'm the... I'm very excited to see. Will we see the flute? Oh, 100% she's going to get a flute out. Will she get a ukulele out? No. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's um, that's on Friday. But, you know, today I'm well, tired. No, on Thursday. Yeah, what did I say it was? You said Friday. No, Friday Lizzo is... Lizzo is Thursday, and Friday is... is Karaoke day. Karaoke. And and recover from Lizzo, mm. and I will be working. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, we... Um, so, Money Does Stuff is here uh, in the UK. She arrived one day, and then got really sick, and has been, like, bed-bound uh, until... Also with the other half of Geek Herring. Mm. Amanda. Yeah. Is also here. They were both poisoned. Tom Three Extra Life. Yeah. They were both poisoned. That's another podcast uh, disappeared. <laughs> Poisoning them. Uh, I think you poisoned uh, Moni with a Greg's. Moni did not get poisoned by Greg's because, like, no, that is not true. Nobody could get poisoned by Greg's. There's nothing substantial in there to get actually poison you. Because there's nothing substantial in a Greg's. How dare you? Greg's is Greg's is fantastic. You like Greg's as well. You pretend you don't. People come from. It's just like shit in pastry. That's all it's they sell. Good quality, good quality pastry. Good quality shit. Yeah, and it tastes really nice. It's really cheap. I'm gonna get you a nice Greg's lunch soon. Maybe I'll get that for lunch tomorrow. Please don't. Yeah. Hmm. No. I'll go out and get a. The vegan sausage roll is great. Greg's. Uh, for those that don't know what Greg's is, Greg's is a bakery that kind of serves um, like delicious. Uh, savory pasties and bakes and donuts, in and like mini pizzas. It's awful. It's just baked shit, in pastry. That, I mean, that is great. No, I'd like to know what's inside the pastry and not just shit. Don't you eat sausages? Yes. Do you want to speak up a little bit? Yes, I eat sausage. Well, yeah, but you don't know where it's been. <laughs> you don't know where it's been though. Drunk food. Yeah, but drunk food. But like in the day. It's not drunk food. It's actually really tasty. They have a sausage, beans, and cheese melt. It's pastry, and inside the pastry is like 200 degrees. Baked beans, chopped up sausage, 
and also lots of cheese. Oh, it's the best. It is really, really good. Money says it's really not you. You're from a place that has schnitzel money. You can't like say anything about British cuisine. Well, although we are, we do. I'd have... rather have schnitzel than Greg's. What's wrong with you? What's right with you? Everything. <laughs> uh, I've never seen a vegan sausage roll look so pale and like nothing. I suppose money doesn't really have much taste, though. I mean, not in that way, but also in that way. But like, she doesn't smell, and I think when you can't, wow, when you can't, that was rude. When you can't smell, it also like affects your taste as well. <laughs> we'll get, uh, but yeah, hello everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We recorded this for a podcast. That's why we don't like necessarily chat too much with the chat because otherwise people will be listening to us later and going like, oh, what are they responding to? Stuff like that. But yeah, no, I'm also celebrating as well because my uh, job got pay uh, got made permanent. Whoop, whoop. So my yeah, my job as um, senior executive for streaming and gaming at Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity that was originally for six months, um, and yeah, two months in, and they've said, "Let's make it permanent." So I'm very happy oh, with congratulations that. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Oh yeah, no, it's a big relief. It's great. Well, not big. Yeah, big relief because I was like, okay, great. Now I've got a lot of job security, and I've been really enjoying my job as well. It's great. Went to, went to an it's event. It's nice to enjoy your job, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. And it's just like an exciting job where lots like different things. Like today, my afternoon consisted of making a Facebook group. And this morning were what some... hard work. And this morning were meetings with Tiltify and some other meetings about about an event I went to yesterday. It was just like a really, just enjoyable, just an enjoyable job. Good. Rare. I'm glad. Yeah. So, um... How about you, Ed? How's your week been? It's all right. It's all right. We went to the gym earlier, so I'm, now I'm also a bit Yeah, tired. maybe that's why I'm grumpy. Yeah. I, I mean, I told you, you go to the gym, it makes you feel grumpy. I don't understand this whole, like, endorphins thing. It's just not well, you should be pleased with yourself, because you managed not to fall off the treadmill this time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were not going to bring that up. <laughs> Honestly. Arse over to legs went up. <laughs> It, no. Yeah. It was like, not that shot bad. off the end. <laughs> shot off the end like a you know some produce on a conveyor belt. Like, <laughs> no. What happened <laughs> is that I was doing my sort of couple of minutes of walk just to warm up, um, and then I started running. And my phone was resting on the. Uh, there's not like a phone bit, so it was resting on it, and basically there's just one the... on the bike either. It was no, really annoying. It's, it's very annoying. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I started running and my phone, which was also a brand new phone I'd had for a couple of days, um, <laughs> fell onto the treadmill. And so my reaction was just to stop and stand, like, look down and pick it up. But obviously forgetting that, you know, you're moving backwards. And so I sort of then fell off the end. Mm. Um, right next to me and, and lots then of other I, people. And then I sort of said, oh, I'll just jump straight back on again. And then I was like, oh, oh OK, that's too quick emergency stop and then took a breath and then carried on and luckily nobody saw and so no one knew and it was just me and it's all fine yeah and i was inside dying of embarrassment <laughs> how dare anyway that did not happen today so that was nice mm. um and then you've had a lovely dinner haven't you i have had a yeah some sticky beef sticky beef is that what it's called Something like that. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, we're testing out HelloFresh. This is not sponsored. 
No, so um, don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy it. Um, no, it's just we had an offer, so I thought, fuck it, let's try it out. And what was um, your first uh, impression when you My first reaction it? was I looked at the first instructions and was like, that's not how you cook rice properly. So that was incorrect. But then you told me that actually you incorrectly cooked the rice today. Because it was not the right method of doing it. Oh, did you do it their way? Well, no. I sort of went halfway in between and it was wrong. Oh. Because normally, so you measure like the proportion of rice to water and then you basically just like get it boiling and then put it on a low heat and then you just sort of like let it simmer until it's soaked up the rice. And, but then it's all uh, stuck the to the bottom. No. Because then once all the water is absorbed, you know that the rice is cooked because you've put the right amount in. Um... Of course, yeah, no. Do you wash um, rice? Yeah, you always wash that before you use it. Rice? Yeah. You wash it? Yeah. I'd never washed rice but in But this recipe was basically just like boil up all the kettle and basically like boil away the rice like you would pasta and then sieve it. And I was like, no, that's not the correct method. Hello fresh. No. So um, I put it in and then sort of tried to measure the right amount of water. But I just, I usually do it with a cup and I didn't use the cup. And so I got it wrong. Anyway, the sauce was quite nice, though. It's very nice, yeah. It's sticky and beefy, and yeah, you. The first thing you said was like, "I think this is for one," but it wasn't. It was fine. Well, actually, it was enough. I was worried that it was not a big enough portion because heads a feeder. I like, I like a lot of food, and I am also a feeder, yeah. Mm. Um, but actually, it was all right. It was enough, and it was tasty. Yeah, I was quite. I was quite happy with it actually. Yeah, that was. That's um, a strong start. It was a strong start. So yeah. I think we've got. Hoisin chicken noodles tomorrow. Ooh. And then before some Lizzo. sort of like... Do we want something that exotic before Lizzo? You, I'm going to be farting, you know. See, my stomach has just <laughs> made a noise now. <laughs> it's going, Don't yes, I am. Don't tell me that now. Don't tell yeah. me that now. Oh, well. Well, I, I just, I'm not going to hold it back. Money can't smell it. Wow. Yeah. It's true. Wow. But I didn't realise you meant to wash rice. Who washes rice? Who's ever washed rice? I'll be honest, I don't normally do it. But you are meant to wash it first. To get rid of it, a bit of the starch. Well, apparently it's the bug eggs got into uh, Yamano. Well, it's mainly, I think, to get rid of the starch, then it doesn't stick together as much. Everyone rushes. Apparently everyone washes I rice. I mean, you are meant to. I'm just lazy, so yeah. I just boil it. And usually it's fine. You don't have a problem with the way I cook rice. No, no. I, you know, the bugs yeah. add a little extra crunch. There's no bugs in here. <laughs> Molly doesn't wash it. Yeah. Huh. But um, no, it's like, apparently you're meant to wash your hair twice. Did you know that? If you ever follow the instructions on shampoo, it says you have to wash your hair twice. I just thought that was a luxury at the hairdresser. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they always do it twice well. and then condition yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I should no, do this myself. Apparently, it doesn't get anywhere. Like, the first rinse doesn't get rid of it. I get rid of all, like, the gruesome stuff. So you have to do it twice. There you go. Well, no, it says mm. wash shampoo. No, it's, it's, you're meant to wash with shampoo twice. I, that's another thing I was like, maybe they're just saying that, so you have to buy more. Yeah. That is definitely true. Yeah, but if you look at your shampoo bottle, it will say to do it twice. It's a scam by the shampoo industry, yeah. It is... Oh. Yeah, okay. The, you know, big shampoo. <laughs> They're coming there wanting it. Yeah, I, it was something that I post, uh, that I saw on uh, Twitter, so it must be true. Uh, but then I looked on... It's definitely not. No, he's got go and get the shampoo. No. Well, you look later. More fool you. It's all in Korean, your shampoo, your fancy stuff that you've got. It's L'Oreal. Is it? The blue stuff? I thought you got it from Korea. <laughs> Didn't you pre-order it from somewhere? <laughs> Isn't L'Oreal Korean? <laughs> no? 
Oh God. Where where did you get the Korean stuff from? Right. The Koreans. I have Korean moisturizer. Okay. Why? Because I like the brand and it was recommended to me. And then we have French. <laughs> the blue stuff you're talking about is La Roche Posay, which is the French. No, no, no. I meant face the, wash. No, I meant the Korean stuff because I remember you ordering it from a weird website and it taking. I thought that was the shampoo. No, that's moisturizer. Well, I thought why is shampoo from Amazon? It's just what? a big bottle of yeah. Royal okay, stuff. I think it's because you got it. Must got it from Amazon. And I'm like, why don't you just get shampoo from like the boots like a normal human being but you order it in this weird thing and there isn't a special pump so you have to kind of balance it on your hand when you're in a shower to try and you know get enough out <sighs> whatever yeah can come from Aussie products don't fall into the double wash mm, okay and what's going on to Mr. Wibble Mr. Wibble you need to oh, I don't think you have that problem uh, you have to wash your hair twice don't be mean <laughs> no I am don't be mean, Benjamin. Oh, dear. It doesn't affect some people. Or maybe if you wash down there. <laughs> yeah, definitely wash your pubes twice with shampoo. Do you wash it with shampoo or soap? Shower gel. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. Well, I mean, I like soap, but you, you like, don't agree with soap. Ed doesn't agree with soap. Tweet that out. No, no. So I don't agree with soap. Soap is fine for washing your hands, but for the rest of your skin and your face, it's incredibly dry. Oh, I love a good Dove. A good Dove soap bar. Oh, you're so straight. Genuinely used Dove soap for all my body, pretty much all my life until I met you, and then you got, then you were like, no, <laughs> you will not do that. But then when you use, like, body wash, you have that kind of weird feeling, and I don't like it. Weird feeling? With soap, it's squeaky clean. Yeah, that's bad. No, it's that great. Means your skin is dry. Have you not heard the phrase squeaky clean? Yeah, that clean. Yeah, for like a window. <laughs> and for my armpits. <laughs> and for your balls. And for my balls. <laughs> my balls are squeaky clean. Oh. It does leave a film. Yeah, I know he's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's... What, as in shower gel? Dove doesn't. Dove, Dove doesn't leave anything. Yeah, it's, it's called a protective layer of like moisturising whatever. I don't want a protective layer. I want to be clean. Um, oh, but I, you are honestly beyond help. But yeah, no, I'm not a massive fan of that. Um, although it did take like six months for me to just go and get one of those pump things that you, yeah, a pump for the shower gel because you were, uh, I don't know what you were doing with it. You just turn it upside down and squeeze it out. No, that's, that's effort. Yeah, I'm the straightest that's... bathing gay man I've ever, uh, Jinx has ever known. Yes. Correct. But no, soap is great. Soap on your face, because then, especially if it's a really cold day out, because you do a lot of soap, and then you go out, and you feel like how clear your skin is. No, you feel how dry it is. And, and then it cracks, and it gets itchy. I mean, sometimes, but not often. But that's, that's when you know it's really clean. Right, you are going to be the wrinkliest old man. Mm, yeah, maybe. But at least I'll be clean, like some... Dirty scrouts. Someone with eczema, I'm with Ed on this. I also get eczema, so I've I've learned to just be, you know, moisturising. My mum has it and stuff. I don't think I do. I'm quite lucky. Do you look at my, look at my elbows? That is the crustiest elbow I've ever oh, seen. It is quite crusty, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen my elbow. I don't normally look at your elbow. Oh, there you go. It's not like, it's not like crusty crusty. That it's soft. soft. I'm not touching that. 
That wow. is so crusty. And? Oh my God, there's moisturiser in the cupboard. We're getting that out in a minute. Oh, <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm going to rub it in his face when he sleeps. Don't you dare. That is revolting. Leave a bit of elbow powder. No. <laughs> oh, anyway. Video games. By the way, if anybody uh, hasn't said what they've been playing, go into the Dixord. Uh, today's question of the day is, what have you been playing? Uh, we did put it up very late, like about two hours ago. So... We? I know you bloody didn't. I did. Uh, but it was just a couple of hours ago. So go and post in there if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, what what games have you been playing, Ed? Um, crikey. Crikey. I finished two games this weekend. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't really finish games. Did um, you? And I did two. Let me try, I'm trying to remember which games you finished. There weren't any good ones, though, really, were there? They were good. Okay, go and tell us then. Well, the first one is a game called Oceanhorn. Which, um, anyone who watched my stream back in November will remember I did a month of Zelda-like games. And Oceanhorn was one of them. I did a different one each week. And so I decided to go back and finish it. Because so I only played it for about three hours or so. Um, and I only played it for about another three just to finish it. Why but did you play it? Why? Yeah. Because at the time I couldn't think of anything else to play. Oh, I thought it was because you were getting incredibly frustrated with Wolong. No. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not it. You needed, you needed something calm because you were getting I, very I angry. I wanted something calm. Um, I think it was originally a mobile game, yeah. But I was playing it on Switch. And it's kind of like Wind Waker meets Breath of the Wild meets Captain Toad. So you have like a, an ocean, obviously, hence the name. Um, and lots hole. of islands. And, and you have to... Basically, explore it to the islands and do little sort of dungeons and and stuff like this. Um, but each of the islands is a sort of isometric viewpoint. It's like a little diorama that you sort of go in and out of, and in sort of quite cute little three D graphics. Mm. Um, and it's just it's not like the best game ever, but it's just relaxing. It's quite well done. It's super chilled, um, and it's it's very very Zeldery. You are this little sort of blonde kid with a blue shirt. And he sails around on his boat and goes on adventures and solves puzzles and defeats bosses. And it's it's very much indebted to Zelda. But just just a nice, sweet little gentle game, which mm. was sort of just what I was in the mood for on Friday. Because um, I had a day off and then was in a shitty mood. So um, Why are I, you in a shitty mood, Ed? Because my the trains got cancelled on the way to my haircut. It's very annoying. Um, and then... Um, mm. So, and it was a day off and I was like, I've been out in the cold and the trains are cancelled and I'm just irritated. So I went home and I started playing Wo Long and got annoyed at a boss. So I thought I'm going to finish something that is just chilled and relaxing. And Oceanhorn absolutely ticked that box for me. Um, I think when I bought it, it was like two quid. So it's super cheap on Switch if you, if you are into Zelda-like games. Um, and then I started and finished uh, over the rest of the weekend. Metroid Fusion. Don't you turn your nose up. Um, so I played Metroid Prime Remastered recently um, on Switch, which was fucking brilliant and um, was a nice nostalgia hit from when I played it on GameCube. And Metroid Fusion, which was released on the Game Boy Advance like 12 years ago or something like that, um, that has just been added to Switch Online. So I played that and it took me a grand total of three hours, 25 minutes to get through it, um, which doesn't include game overs, but it is very short. Um, 
and I really like it. Um, it is a bit more linear than other Metroid games. Um, everyone sort of understands, I guess, now what a Metroidvania is like. Uh, and a lot of the time you're exploring all over the place and it's very non-linear. Um, whereas Metroid Fusion, you're on this spaceship and it has six different areas that you basically kind of just go through in order and then you go back through them again. Um, so you're kind of very much directed, this is where you go. So it feels like a much more smaller, more compact um, Metroid game. Um, but... Um, but it was made for a Game Boy Advance, so that's understandable. It's also really leaning into horror, um, which I feel like Metroid, the best the best Metroid does. Um, the scary moments are always the moments you remember. And Metroid Dread definitely leaned into horror as well, off the back of Fusion, I think. Um, but there is this like evil Samus that is basically unkillable until the very end. And she like stalks you and and it's it's really scary. Um but it's also really, really good. Um, so um, it was. it's well worth playing. The final third suddenly jumps up in difficulty and was quite annoying. Yeah, you were very angry. I could hear from in here. <laughs> I may have screamed slightly. Mm. Um, but it's, it's a really, really good game. And if you're into Metroid games and you haven't played Fusion, then absolutely go play it. If you like Metroidvanias, then definitely go play it. Like I say, it was three and a half hours, basically. Um, to play through it all, um, which was great. So, yeah, definitely recommend Metroid Fusion. How are the controls for Prime Remastered, says Omni? Uh, Prime Remastered is great because you can now play it with modern um, dual stick controls. So it sort of plays just like a normal first-person shooter would do, but still with the lock-on because it's not really a shooting game. Hmm. Um, so it controls really well, and it's super quick and super smooth and... Honestly, Metro Primary Masters is, is one of the best games I've had I've played this year. It's incredible. Um, but there's one other game that I've also been playing, which Speaking I know Speaking of Metroidvania. Which I know you will like. I know because I which like is, it. Which is Dead Cells. Woo! The best roguelike game out there. Not quite. Um for me. It's not quite as good as Hades, I will say. But it came out before Hades. Um I I played Dead Cells, it came out in 2018, which oh. is, um, I played it as soon as it came out. Different and, life. Um, absolutely loved it, but only played it for like a couple of months, kind of on and off. Um, and I haven't been back to it since then. And they have changed that game so much after the last few yeah. years. Oh yeah, they added, lo they added like customization to the randomizer and stuff like that. They're, you can make your own levels, can't you? Like, can't you make your own game in it? Like, I don't know about that. I think that's the PC can... only one, I think. Well, you can customize. Um, so I guess just just to explain what the game is, it is a Metroidvania roguelike uh, or roguelite. Yes, it's roguelite because roguelike means that you only learn stuff. You don't actually gain any extra abilities. Whereas sure. roguelite, you get better because you're doing certain things each one. Which you do. So it's basically a side scroller. It looks like a Metroidvania game. Um, and you have to work your way through these different levels and it sort of branches this different solid parts. this game with comparing it to a Metroid. That is a... It's, well, it's Metroidvania, so it's comparing it's, it to Metroid and Castlevania, which are very clear-esque 2D platformer. It's with, not Rayman, are you fucking kidding me? It's a 2D platformer with enemies. Fuck off. It's a Metroidvania. <laughs> um, it's Rayman. It's a Metroidvania. <laughs> Do not listen to him. Um... 
it's a Metroidvania, and it's it's all very like gothic castles and like poison areas and and clock towers. Phantom and of the Opera. It's very Castlevania. Um, and... It's Rayman and Phantom of the Opera together. It's the best best combo. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Rayman and Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Dead Cells. Your reference points are. <laughs> wildly incorrect. How dare. Um, but, so it's a roguelite game where basically every time you die, you go back to the beginning again. But along the way, you unlock lots of new powers and new weapons um, that then are random, randomly generated in the next run. Um, is it better than Ghouls and Ghosts? I'd say so, because Ghouls, Ghouls and Ghosts is really hard and Dead Cells is not as difficult. Um, so you unlock lots of abilities and weapons. So the customizer that you're talking about basically allows you to sort of switch on and off out of the weapons you've unlocked, you can switch them on and off. So like if there's a particular weapon that you really like, you can basically select it so that's the only weapon that will come up. So oh, good. Go. I want the thing, it. I want the the auto gun thing because you just throw it and then stand manage to if you if I'm if you're good at dodging the person's attacks, which I'm quite good at, you throw that and just let it do all the work. Yes. There are, there is a lot of that, which is great. Mm. Um so yeah, it is very much indebted to Castlevania. It has this kind of gothic style and what they've now just added is Castlevania DLC. So it's all come full circle, um, which is great. And the new DLC is is really, really good. Um, it's really well integrated into the game. Um, is it free, by the way? It is not free. Oh. Um, but they have added in loads of other stuff over the last few years that that is free, that just adds loads of extra stuff into it. Um but it's really well integrated. Basically, the first level, I won't tell you exactly what happens, but the first level that you do, um, uh, that it's the same every time, um, you will suddenly meet Richter from Castlevania, who will say, hey, we need to go to the castle. You need to come here. And so then you go off, and it effectively just adds new levels, um, which are taken straight from Castlevania. Um, very much Symphony of the Night, which is the best one. Um, and you get to meet Alucard and you get to meet like other Castlevania characters. It's got the vampire killer music, which is a fucking bop. Um, you get um, all the Castlevania weapons, so like whips and holy water and you can you can summon bats and stuff like that. So all the sort of Castlevania reference points are in there. Um, but it's really well integrated. Like it's like it's part of Dead Cells. It just fits so well. Um, so I've got really very much back into this now and I've done a lot of runs. I got further than I've ever got before because I never actually, I've never finished a run in Dead Cells. Mm. Um, and there was a clock tower boss that I couldn't get past. And I don't know if they've suddenly made the game easier um, but or if I've just improved, but I've just have been racing through runs doing really well um, with much higher level equipment. Um, yeah, and, maybe, I mean... and I got to, I don't know if it's the last boss, but I got to the Hand of the King which I think is the last boss, or at least penultimate boss. Um, and I was doing really well and I lost it. But I've been doing some really, really good runs and I'm having a great time. Great time. Yeah, I loved um, Dead Cells when I played it. I'm not going to tell you the story again because I've said it a million times about how I got further than ever when I was on an aeroplane about to take off because I was so nervous and concentrated that I ended up getting way further than I'd ever, ever got in there, which was after the clock tower. I think it was the maybe one or two levels after that I got really, really far. But uh, mm. yeah, really enjoyed it. Great game. And as Onri said, they've added 
loads of other crossovers that and that's the free stuff i mentioned uh, that i mentioned so now i'm playing it like five years later i'm discovering so much in the game so you'll suddenly come across an area that's like hollow knight themed and and you get the the nail from hollow knight or i've got a, a, a crowbar which i'm pretty sure is half-life um which is incredibly powerful um and you can always give me more to talk about on me um Joey's so podcast. there are lo- there are loads of references and that's great because it means that every time you do a run you know in hades you die you go back to the beginning but then it gives you more story because you meet the gods and that's what's that's what i think a lot of people like about roguelites now mm. is when you are given those extra bits of story and and other things so even when you fail you still feel like you're learning something and that's what i like about dead cells is that you still unlock weapons or you get cells that you can spend on things but also there are all these things over the last five years all these crossovers and reference points that i've totally missed until now and so suddenly i'm discovering all these new things every time i play it and it's it's great is so Dead's... I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend Dead Cells. I can't remember. It's been a while. Is Dead Cells procedurally generated? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. So each, yeah, each time you play, I mean, that is a big part of the roguelike genre. Mm. Uh, each time you do the levels, they are, there's like a certain sequence that you do. It branches, but there's a certain sequence of levels. But the actual design of those levels is different. Um, yeah, because I remember that you like, uncover as you go. I really like it because I remember, I think it was like the second level or something. You can choose to go down to the sewers or go across the walkway or like the, the ramparts the ramparts that's it i didn't know i really like that game that was great that was my first foray into um uh rayman vanias and uh i really enjoyed it that's not a thing <laughs> it's definitely not a thing rayman vania i am trademarking that no um what have you been playing this week then destiny Obviously. Honestly, I've not had, not been playing anything new. I'm sorry. I've been busy with work and I was reading. How dare you have a job that you like? I really like my job. It's weird. But yes, no, I've been playing oh, Marvel Snap. I've played a bit of Marvel Snap. We've got a new season. Okay. Um, I've added a new... So one of the things in Marvel Snap it wanted me to do was to get... Uh, it was to discard 15 cards. And like I never used any cards that discarded other cards. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a deck. And every single card in this deck is going to be about discarding. So it'd be like, discard your hand, discard your lowest card, discard your highest card. Could be like, adds an extra point for every card you've discarded this uh, game. And like, discard a card from your opponents and then your card. So I just filled up a deck with that and I thought, I'll just play a game with all of these and get rid of that challenge. I won like 10 games in a row. (laughs) I somehow made an incredible hand. Is it also because at the start of the new season your level drops? <laughs> no, no, because I was doing that at the end of last season. Are you are you no, no. defeating bots, Ben? No, I was doing it at the end of last season. Um, I was doing it at the end of last season. But yeah, discard, destroy. It was a discard one rather than destroy I was using. But no, no, I, I you know, playing with that was uh, was a lot of fun. And like that's the great thing about Marvel Snap. You can just make and create these decks that yes, that might be all discard. I've also got another one that's all about moving. And nearly every card in that is about people, you know, about a card. If you move this card, then it leaves a copy of the orig- of that card in the original place. Or the next, if this card, card moves, it gains five extra points. So I had a whole deck of those and actually did quite well. I feel like you could, as long as there's some kind of coherence with them, because I've got, with Marvel Snap, I've got my kind of main deck, which is a little bit of a mix of my favorite cards. And some of them will work together with each other but like as a whole they there's not a lot of cohesion 
but I just enjoy using those cards and I do quite well. But then I've got some of yeah, the other decks that really focus on like uh, ongoing effects and on reveal effects and then the moving ones. Then we've got the discard ones and just playing with those. Like it's a totally different game when you play it like that. You can customize it a lot, which is cool. I mean, yeah. I've literally just got my favorite cards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which generally is just like, how many points can I build up? And one of my favorites so is I, I'm not as strategic as you are. I think I've sure. mentioned it before, but sometimes they'll have like one location. Uh, so for those of you who don't haven't played Marvel Snap, just go and play it because I'm not going to explain it. No, go. She'll go and play it because it's brilliant. But it there's great, and it's also free. Yeah, there are three locations. Um, I mean, I pay for the season pass, but I could quite easily not. Um, but there are three locations, and all the three locations have something special, and you've got to win two out of the three, or at least if it's a draw, get the most, um, get the most points overall. But yeah, one of them sometimes they'll have a certain yeah. Every now and again, they'll have one that's kind of on rotation at that time, and it's really common for that to appear as one of the three locations. And I remember for a while, it must have been 24 or 48 hours, they had one that was only one card can be used at this location. So I was like, mm. and that's where, you know, people save their big card for so that they can, you know, that's, you know, they save their six power card later on in the game. However, I got the uh, Greedy Goblin or Hobgoblin. No, Greedy Goblin, I think it is. Green. Green Goblin. Is it green? Okay, I got the Green Goblin one. Have you one. not seen Spider-Man? Yeah, I didn't realize he was in it. It's Willem Dafoe. Okay, whatever, whoever that is. So yeah, Green Goblin um, is only a three, like a three uh, power card, but it's minus three points, and it goes to the other po like the other like the opponent's it goes to the opponent's side. So whenever that was in my hand, and that location was you know only one card can be played here, I'd place it in there. It would go to the other side, and the person that I was against, 9 out of 10 would retreat. Like, they would just completely retreat from the game uh, and forfeit. Or, uh, yeah, they escaped. So you were a troll, basically. I won so many games from retreats, or from them escaping, uh, because I placed that. And, like, once it's there, there's nothing that they can do. They can't put another card down there. They can't destroy my card. It's, uh, it was brilliant. As Cheesy says, your Marvel education baffles me. I mean, I don't even like Marvel, and I don't know a lot of the details, but I at least know like the <laughs> basics of who the Green I Goblin is. Generally thought it was called Greedy Goblin. Um, it must have been the wording on it. My eyesight's uh, failing me a little bit. Wow. Well, who's is Hobgoblin similar to Green Goblin? I do not know that much, but I know that one of them is minus three points and one of them is minus eight points. <laughs> As Omni says, you were playing a superhero game where you didn't know the characters, you got rid of all your cards and somehow won. <laughs> you still won. I don't yeah. it is a it is a an what, what I will say with Marvel Snap is that it is a great card game in its own right, and you don't necessarily have to know um like Marvel. Like that that's I don't know Marvel. all you need to know is like uh numbers and and powers. There's somebody called the Silver Surfer, and I thought that was like describing old people that were on the internet. Have you, I, just, I thought that was like a group of, you know, the, the Silver Surfers. They're like old people. No offence to old people. I'm old. Not silver, but we'll be there one day. Wow. But that's genuinely true, isn't it? They call it Silver Surfers. Do they? Yeah. Anyway, I still haven't got the Batman card. I'm very upset. <laughs> right, on that note... No, well, like I said, apart from that, just <laughs> Destiny, um, I have reached... Pretty much reached the soft, no, the pretty much reached the hard cap. 
We love a hard cap. Um, but not the super hard cap. So they have like a, a soft cap. Is that like the green goblin and the hobgoblin? Exactly. Yeah, you have the green. I've reached the, the greedy goblin and then the hob. Yeah, you know what I mean? So no, when you're, you can do any activity and things will drop to a certain level. And then if you do these specific activities, then they'll drop to a, a higher level. And then once you're up there, there are only like a, a small handful of very top level things that you can do to get anything higher than that. I'm, I think the maximum level you can be without the extra power is 1,810. And now I'm 1,800. This is too much numbers. Oh god, yeah. You would I helped you with maths earlier today. You did. I had to work out an exchange rate and I was just like, Ben. And I was like, zero point zero point eight six. And you're like, Oh, it is. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's exactly yeah. Can you do one more expenses? I will no. Okay. Can't even do my own. <laughs> yeah. Hobgoblin is a beer, apparently. It is. I do I don't know where it's made. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a Belgian beer or not, but it's definitely it comes in like a big a big thick bottle. Mm. Speaking of Belgium, um, there was there's where a, are you going with that? There's an event uh, at Great Ormond Street where you can cycle from London to Amsterdam, and you go through Belgium. I know that. in, no in reality, or is this like an no, electric bike? No, thing? real one. We're all gonna do something, but it's not gonna be that one. I think it's just gonna be like a walk, a sponsored walk. Can't we just like? Get sponsored to play video games and sit on our ass. So why um, is everything active? One thing is that in not next week, but potentially the week after, um, I'm going to be starting regular streams on the on my work Twitch channel, mm. Gosh Charity, which is going to be um, Animal Crossing predominantly. Um, because of course it is. Yeah, like two and a half hours. I think I'm going to do two and a half hours twice a week, um, probably during the day when I'm working. Um, it's great. I'm going to get paid for this. It's like the dream. Um, but yeah, so if anybody wants to follow, we are, yeah, Gosh Charity on there. I'm going to be starting a new island and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. But one of the things is like, I'll, it's my task to get the Twitch channel up and running and, and really awesome. So these events that we're doing, is going to be great to be able really to... that works. It does work. Thank you very there much. There you go. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be really good fun getting um, like streaming events and stuff that we do. Um, I just have to, I can't do it anytime soon because I think we need to put like a clause in contracts to say that they're okay with, you know, be appearing on our Twitch channel if people go to these events. So um, there's, I, it'll be after September, I think, unless it's an event that won't show a lot of people. Um, so yeah, so there's some exciting things, but something like, a cycle. They do a cycle from uh, London to Brighton, uh, like a cycling event. I don't know how far that is, but that would be kind of a really cool thing to stream. It's definitely too far. No, yes, nothing. Have you never cycled before? Yes. Oh, you don't. You've got. Skinny, I know how. To, I know how to ride a bike. You got skinny legs. You won't be able to last. I was taught by my granddad. You won't be able to get there. out of Croydon with them legs. Well, to be fair, the last time I did cycle on a the road and then was like, I'm on a Boris bike and I'm not doing that again. A couple of pipe um, cleaners. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Charity last streamed three years ago. They last streamed three years ago and those three, and three years ago they streamed Animal Crossing. Well, uh, would you believe it? Yeah. Well, I'll try and get them affiliates and who knows, maybe partner one day. Well, please do all go follow. Yes. Cycling on UK roads would be terrifying. Yeah, they've yeah, got cycle like lanes now. 
like country roads cycling Take me is home totally fine. I'm to down for that place bit. I belong. West Virginia. Please find the key. Um <laughs> I had a key here. That would have been good. Yeah. Um, no, no, country roads is fine. Virginia is pronounced Virginia. It's not. It is. Um but no, like cycling through like London streets would not recommend. Would absolutely not recommend. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we see what people have been playing in Discord? No, I'm not interested. Well, we're going to look anyway. <laughs> Go on, let's see. Thank you uh, to, for those of you who did answer. The other oh, few, great. Yeah, also, sorry. thanks. So, so ben much... was really late on this. Well, sorry, but I'm going to blame Gemma. Gemma's busy with cats. That's true. Not a euphemism. No. But also maybe. Um, so there we go. Um, Riley is still on the Zelda randomizers. Been playing a lot of Link to the Past that way. Sparked my joy for the game again. I, every time Riley talks about these, I'm like, I should really try that. Yeah. I don't understand how... It, well, I mean, I guess you have to get a mod or an emulator somehow. But um, I feel like I should try that at some point. Speaking of mods, are you going to be playing... Oh, in fact, I really want to play um, Resident Evil 4 with the shirtless Leon Because mod. of course you do. And of course, the first mod that anyone makes is Shirtless Leon. I mean, it's great. It's it, like there are so many other mods that are horrific and awful. Like you see, for example, people modding Spider-Man to get rid of the LGBT flags and stuff like that. And like Resident Evil, it's like, you know, make it gayer. We want it gayer. We want thirst. <laughs> um, Sidious has started, I'm guessing. Oh, there's a thong on. mod. And not the Australian thongs, but like, you know, that thong, the thong, thong, thong. Leon and a thong? Yeah. Why was I not made aware of this already? I will I will Google it. Can you put that in with shirtless as well? Or is he literally already shirtless because it's just a thong? I mean, I'd expect that. Um, Leon's dong and a thong. Oh. I'd, oh. Like, I'd like to see it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no we're is, not showing No, I'm this. not showing it. I just want to look closely. <laughs> I'd like to zoom. <laughs> I mean, Leon's packing. Yeah, I mean, that looks like a a little sack. That's not just a thong. That is... We'd have to see it in action. Might see his Ganados. Um, <laughs> Don't know what that means. It's the name of the enemies in the game. You haven't played it, have you? Yeah, I played half of it. Oh, you don't remember it then, I got you? annoyed when I had to carry around that annoying person. Ashley? Yeah. Yeah, she's irritating. Yeah. They've, I think they've, they've changed a bit in the remake. Good. She doesn't have a health I bar anymore. I streamed it. You streamed what? Uh, Resident Evil 4. God, you didn't even watch me. When was that? That is a good point, actually. I'm going to quickly look. Uh, Resident Evil 4, because I played it on PC. Um, but I streamed... Is it the original one? Yeah. I streamed it. Uh, last played July the 25th, 2019. I didn't know you then, so I didn't watch it. That's true. That was during COVID. Wow. Yeah. Must have been on a horror bend. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so Sidious, I'm guessing has finished Elden Ring. That's my question for you, Sidious. Um, but Sidious has started playing Chained Echoes. Great choice. Uh, it's a really interesting JRPG style game, basically created by one person minus the mu Am I too loud? You're very loud. I'm just projecting. Yeah, always. Speaking clearly. That's right. Enunciate. Well, I want people to, you know, understand us. Um, a really interesting JRPG-style game, basically created by one person, minus the music, 
that has some very unique mechanics and gameplay. I had seen several streamers playing it and finally decided to start playing it myself. I know Ed would be pleased to know that there are a lot of good accessibility options to adapt the game to all players. Sidious I... does not listen to us. No, I've already played at Sidious. <laughs> However, I did give up on the final boss because it's too hard. He, he um, literally stopped playing on the final boss. It's it's really annoying. But if they're adding <laughs> if they're adding things to it, like they've updated with Japanese uh, text, um, then do you think they might even update with like an easier mode? Well, I say that. Um, well, you say that. I don't think I don't remember... you went around when we were talking about it. Don't worry. Well, it was just before Christmas, so I don't remember. Yes, it was. Um, but I was playing it over Christmas. I I absolutely love that game. It's it's really done a quick really look. well done. Check out our quick look. There is a quick look of the of some of it. Um, I don't actually remember that many accessibility options. So maybe there is one to make it easier. In which case, maybe I should go back and actually finish it. Yeah, just if please. Just it bugs me. Down. It generally bugs me the fact you haven't finished it. It bugs me as well. Yeah. I can't not finish a game. Yeah. It's really good though. Like I won't I won't say where it gets hard or what's annoying because I don't want to spoil anything, but um yeah. it definitely gets tricky in the sort of later stages. Yeah. So just something to be aware of. Hmm. Um Mr. Wibble is playing the Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. I suck at using a bow. Well, that's most of the game. No, I I hate using a bow as well. But he says Well, I'll let you finish that. He says, but I'm enjoying the melee bashing. But I'm enjoying the melee bashing. The rest you already know. We don't know, Mr. Wibble. Tell no, us. the thing is, like, the melee bashing feels great in that game, even though you do zap across, uh, you know, like, five meters when you try and attack something. But, like, the bow, I do genuinely don't enjoy using a bow in Horizon Zero Dawn because everything is so quick and so fast, but it takes, like, a good three seconds to extend your bow, and it, it just frustrates me because you're there just about to extend it, and then something just smacks you on the side of the head. So, in Horizon Zero Dawn... I thought it was fine. In Forbidden West, I hate that. Oh, and I don't know if then. they've just... I don't know if they've changed it. So, like, the dinosaur animations are just an annoying time. Or I don't know what they've done. But I found that really irritating in Forbidden West. But not so much in Zero Dawn. No, they're both of them. Not a massive fan. Fine. Hmm. Uh, and Westman is playing Lightfall Destiny 2 shocker Woo! right great it's, choice it's a 9 out of 10 don't listen to those game journalists you never listen to a games journalist I mean firstly never listen to us we are a bunch of twats but also I haven't played Destiny so I haven't reviewed it so don't listen to me either yeah. um, I've good. also played some Farthest Frontier oh. which you've played as well I have yeah which is a medieval city builder with just the perfect amount of micromanagement and beautiful graphics it's an early access, but still got a lot of stuff in it. Can't wait to see where it will go. Exactly. A lot of times when I'm playing a game that's early access that I really enjoy, I'm like, I play it for a little bit, or I play it for like one session and go, that's great. I can't wait to go back to it when it's fully out. I did the same pretty much with Coral Island, did the same with Furthest Frontier, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing where that goes, because that is a really good game. Um, if you like a city builder, I'm looking at you cheesy if you're in the chat. Anybody, I'm sure you've already played it, but like a city building management game, Father's Frontier is really good fun. I'm not sure how I feel about early access. I'm I like it in theory. <laughs> yeah. I I think for me one of the big success stories of early access is Hades. But I didn't play it in early access. I only played it once it was fully released on the Switch. And I think by that point the developers have spent so long tweaking it and changing it and they they're given the space to do that in early access. That when the final release comes out, there's so much content and it's just so slick and so well constructed 
the playing Hades was like, okay, this is so well thought out, but I wouldn't like to have been there at the start when it's just not as good. I'm... I just I just would find that really irritating. When it comes to early access, uh, I think it depends on the game, on like the type of game. For example, like Coral Island, I didn't particularly like that it's early access because you can play that game for, I imagine you can play that game for years and years into it, but like lots of the features are missing. So mm. then if when the full game comes out, you have to go and pretty much like wipe your save and <clears throat> start again and then just enjoy everything, even though you've already enjoyed half of it. <clears throat> I throw something in my throat. Um, I don't mind things, but like, for example, Pit People, which did you ever play Pit People? No. That was a fun game. That was an early access. And but you played it and there were like maybe two chapters and then it stopped. And it was like, great, thank you. That was the early access. And that. That is what I much prefer. I much prefer to have kind of like a polished, short experience in early access to kind of give you a taster, like a demo, and then be like, okay, yes, we're going to gradually roll things out later. Mm. I don't want the ability to kind of like finish the game with it very bare bones and then then just keep adding things to it. Yeah, that that I think is irritating. I think part of the reason it worked for Hades is because it's a roguelite. So you're repeating it all anyway. Because you're, yeah, yeah, you're constantly going back anyway. So once they've got that sort of loop sorted, then they can just keep adding to yeah. bits in the middle of it, which you sort of won't notice as much because you are just doing more and more loops. And you like just Dead Cells, for example. And Dead Cells, I almost I was going to mention that as well. Like it wasn't think, early access, though. No, it wasn't. But I think it almost feels like it was comparing it five years ago to now mm. because they've added so much in there that it's almost like that was an early build of it and yeah. now they've just kept adding and adding to it. Um, so in that respect, I think it works for that style of game, but it would annoy, like Coraline would also annoy me of like... Coraline? Coral Island oh. would annoy me as well if there's just not enough to do yeah. or if it's a story and it's sort of, you do, yes, polish, first two chapters polished, but then I'm like, but where's the rest of the game? I want to finish it. Oh, I, don't I don't mind that. That yeah. to me, that's just like that's an episodic release. That's not early access. Yeah, I suppose. Or, well, not even episodic. Like for example, if we were playing, let's say, I mean, Father's Frontier is a really good one because you play it, but you can only get to certain levels, and then you're like, you'll reach a point where you're like, well, I can keep going if I want to, but I can't grow my houses to like tier three or level three, or I can't. Um, upgrade the market to a certain thing so you can you kind of just get to a natural end and you stop it that's probably a good thing because those games get very addictive they do but also just keep playing endlessly yeah but also father's frontier those kind of management games you play for i don't know if you're like me but you play for a few hours and then generally just kind of stop and then restart and you've learned certain ways i mean father's frontier i restarted like four times mm. but you play it and then you learn something about it and go oh great I'm going to do another and I know exactly where I'm going to put my market. I know where I'm going to put the roads. And so then you play it and see how that goes. And then you get a little bit further and then you learn some other things and then you restart it. That's, mm. yeah, I mean, it's not kind of, is like a roguelike in a way because you're, you know, you're improving every time you're doing it um, based True. on what your knowledge you've got. But it's, uh, yeah, it, early access definitely doesn't work for every game. And I think quite a few publishers like to put things out in early access without it deciding like whether that actually would work yeah it's just oh we can't wait and we need some more money so let's get people to buy a game how's star <laughs> citizen is that in the news uh not today but yeah speaking of early access i mean they've they've earned like a billion in kickstarter or something and it's been going for 10 years and they still can't release a patch that doesn't fuck up all the logins i've bought um, uh, i've got star citizen 
Why would you do that? Because it was a space game and it was the first game I ever watched on Twitch. The first game, it was Manny GPT, um, who is not on here anymore. But he's um, he was playing Star Citizen and I was watching it because I was like, I'm intrigued. I heard it. It was like, you know, a, a kind of a legend, this thing. Star Citizen, it's going to be the world's best video game ever. And there is a playable build of a small section of it right now. And so I'd watch it and go, wow, this looks incredible. And there were like three planets that you could visit. And then one of them was a city planet that you could only go to like 0.1%, if that, of the planet. And it looked really cool. And you could walk around the city, but a very small area. And now that was that was good fun. Um, I've got no interest in Star Citizen. I, just, I love that idea of being able to just go anywhere and do it. But then like... Yeah, No Man's Sky came out and was like, hey, we can do it with kind of cartoony graphics. And we've added so much stuff to it that you're going to really enjoy it. So, yeah. And as Hilly says, like, all games feel like they're early access these days. Like, uh, that really irritates me. I miss the days of, of cartridge games where you could just, you had a complete game and it was what it was. Mm. You put it in your console and play it. As opposed to this, we'll do a half-assed job and then we'll release a day one patch that's twice the size of the actual game that just gets rid of some bugs. It just annoys me. Mm. Just do your job beforehand. Yeah, some games... Are, it's I'd rather like... it was delayed and was a final product. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like... For, yeah, there's quite a lot of games. I think it was like Hogwarts came out and that had like loads and loads of patches. Like, so It's not even like the non-AAA games that are doing this. Like oh, Even like the biggest... Every game, every game yeah. Uh, anyway, should we see what's in the news? Yeah, by the way, I just loaded up Steam because I was looking at it and then, and it popped up with like, these are all, yeah, so here we've got scheduled downloads for updates for No Man's Sky, Apex, New World and Coral Island. Oh yes, there's a Coral Island. Well, they're all like online Ongoing, games, yeah. so that's that's okay. It's more like, here's a story it. game and then, oh, we actually just didn't bother optimising it. Mm. Um, Can we start at the far right and we'll go back to that one? We will not be starting at the far right, but yes. Not politically, just <laughs> along the tabs. Yes. Um, what do you think a small boat said? Just read it. What? It, it, it was a joke. Here we go. Small Inter boats? Yes. You've not been reading the news, have you? All right. You know, just... oh, cause, oh, you're making that joke. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, no, I, I have read... I know what's going on. I just didn't make that link to... Link. Speaking of links, um, Zelda... Uh, is going to be seventy dollars. Uh, How much? Kingdom. How much? Seventy dollars or seventy quid uh, over here. And um, basically, Nintendo are saying that the game is worth it. Um, Doubt it. We'll see. Um, but it's not necessarily going to be their new price point. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, a lot of Xbox games and PlayStation games, and especially Square Enix games. Um, are all up to $70 as like the sort of new standard. So I think Nintendo uh, have generally been cheaper, but that's because the Switch is less powerful. So maybe, I don't know, they feel like they can get away with a slightly cheaper po uh, price point, but not with Zelda. It's going to be $70. But they're saying that it's worth it. But for this game specifically, it doesn't mean that all games now are going to be $70. But I suspect it probably will be. The big AAA ones. Well, yes. Like, when Metro Prime 4 comes out, and when the next Switch comes out with a new Mario game and a new Mario Kart, they're going to be 70 quid. I would yeah. not be surprised. Oh, well. 
that's annoying. Well, this is a nice segue, but I, I used to always spell it like that, but then I learned that that was the little kind of two-wheeled standy thing, isn't it? A segue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was that. Um, so behavior, who make Dead by Daylight, um, they have a new game coming out called Meet Your Maker. Have you played it? No. Haven't you? No, I haven't played it. I saw a preview of it, but I haven't played it. Oh, I thought you played a bit. No, no, no. Um, which is this kind of build and raid game. You create these sort of fortresses, basically, and then you can go to other people's online and raid each other's and collect resources and all this kind of stuff, um, which could be quite interesting for the right kind of people. Um, and that is getting a day one release on PlayStation Plus next month. Yeah. So if you're interested in trying it out, it will be on PlayStation Plus. It's great because it's an online game, so it works well for that. Yeah, and I think it honestly hasn't had a lot of coverage so far, and I don't think people are that interested in it. So, Were you interested? No. So it's good that it is coming to PlayStation Plus, because I think that will help to give it an audience, because it's an online game, so that will just immediately give it an audience. So if you're interested in trying it, then um, then yeah, that's coming to PS Plus. Hmm. Um, Hyper Light Drifter. Speaking of road lights that we have been all day. Um, so this is the sequel to Hyper Light Drifter. Drifter. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the name from there. Hyperlight Drifter. It's there in big letters. I know. Um, Hyperlight Drifter um, came out in 2016 and is one of my favourite indie games. It is a kind of top-down Zelda-y adventure, but with horror, sci-fi elements to it. Um, it's an absolutely incredible game. Um, and Heart Machine, the name of the developer, uh, is releasing um, a follow-up called Hyperlight Breaker, but it looks very, very different, and I don't think I like it. Wow. Um, it's this fully 3D action game with loads of battling in it. It looks like Sonic. Sonic Frontiers. I wouldn't go that far. Um, well, what they have made in between is Solar Ash, which I did quite like, and this mm. has a very similar aesthetic to Solar Ash, um, but as like a combat shooting game but it's also a roguelite um with like acrobatics and labyrinths and i don't know it just seems to me like they've lost a bit of the atmosphere of the first game which is what i really liked um but anyway they've just released a new gameplay trailer so if you want to know what it looks like um there is that i don't think we've got a release date for it yet though um and the one thing i do really like is the music which is by disaster piece um, who's like an electronic composer and it's got the same sort of music style which i love so the music's great. Um, I'm just not convinced by the gameplay. Oh, early, early Access Fall 2023. There you, there go. you go. Speaking oh. of Early Access. Oh, God. Yeah, what would that... Yeah, I suppose. Could work. Mm. So there has been a new game out this week called Bleak Faith Forsaken, which is a Souls-like game mm. from a developer called Archangel Studios. And... Basically, the game went viral at the weekend for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, and it's because they have some animations um, in the game that people recognized as being pretty much identical to Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. And so people were basically accusing them of stealing from software's um, animations. But what has since come to light is that Archangel said, actually, we got these animations from the Epic Marketplace which basically is a big library of, of um, assets that you can use, be it animations, art, whatever else. There's a sale on it right now. It popped go. up weirdly. 
Um, and they said they used about 10% or 10% of its assets were from the Epic marketplace. Um, the problem is, is that Epic don't really regulate that. And so what a lot of people online, this isn't known, but I think what a lot of people online think has happened is there's someone who has basically created tools to mod Elden Ring and someone thinks that, or people assume that that tool has been used to take out the animations of Elden Ring and then put them on the Epic marketplace and sell them. And Epic don't really regulate that. Um, and so now other developers are going, oh, I like that animation, I'll use it. And it turns out it's actually from Elden Ring and it's basically been stolen. Um, so not good. Um, and um, My favourite comment was somebody saying, did Epic just make a case for Apple's walled garden approach after years of rallying against it? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, so Archangel um, overnight um, released a statement. Um, basically, no, no. Um, basically saying that. Um, actually, no. Sorry, go down again. It was that one. Yeah, you are. You are. You are correct. So yeah, so about that, they are please. a three-person studio. So they use a lot of stuff from Epic Marketplace for about ten percent of the game, um, and they basically use them with the understanding that it was all vetted by Epic. And they got a response from Epic um, directly when they questioned them. And Epic said um, that each marketplace seller represents some warrants to Epic that they have appropriate rights. As with any store that hosts third-party content, however, Epic is not in a position to independently verify such rights. And Epic makes no such guarantee to purchases of the content. So Archangel said that this was not satisfactory. And so they have agreed to remove all of the assets that they use and they're going to redo them all. Um, and they are now thanking people for saying thanks for pointing this out. And this is really bad for creators. So whether they knew or not that it was from Elden Ring, hey, they haven't said. Um, but, you know, we can take it them on good faith that they have done this and they're now kind of shifting the buck onto Epic. And it's making Epic look pretty shit for not really regulating what's on their marketplace. Yeah. Especially if it's stolen from other games, especially when that game is the biggest game from last year. I feel um, like they uh, their response was not epics, but the Archangel Studios seem uh, fair. It does seem fair, and epics was not very good. No, boo epic, boo to boo. epic. Um, some DLC is coming to Citizen Sleeper, which I, I didn't. Know you loved. I didn't know this, and I also loved. So game of the year last year. Your your personal game my of the year. personal twenty twenty. I think it would have been our both. You know, if we'd worked together. I were both. Uh... Well, we both played over Christmas, and it was after we'd done, or in January, and it was after we'd done Game of the Year. I want to listen to the soundtrack again. I might listen to it while I'm editing the it's podcast. It's really good for working. Yeah, it's a really good working soundtrack, Citizen Sleeper, um, and it's a fucking brilliant, brilliant game. Eyes up, Sleeper. Um, so they um, basically have released three. Well, they've so far released two DLC extra stories, and they have a third and final one coming, mm. um, which is coming on the. 30th of March. Actually, go back up. I might have got the dates wrong. 30th of March. Keep going. Oh, it is 30th of March. Yeah. I was right. That's mm. good. Um, so the final piece of DLC, so the last bit of the story, and the day after that, on the 31st of March, it's being released on PlayStation um, with all the DLC. So um, currently it's available on PC and Xbox on Game Pass uh, and on Switch. Um, and this DLC, by the way, is free to everyone. So if you played it, you can you can get the actual story for free. Um, but they're now releasing it. the full thing on um, on PlayStation as well. So if you haven't played Citizen Sleeper, 
you have no excuse not to at this point. I love that you, uh, even though you didn't write the review, but you wrote this news article, you're like, if you're yet to play it, it's a phenomenal sci-fi one. So you get it in there that it's phenomenal. Well, I did. And then if you scroll down, the next paragraph was then me quoting our review, which you did. is the I official did that, Eurogamer yeah. review. And then there's another paragraph about me. Oh, <laughs> I played the game at the end of last year and was so enamoured. I finished it in one sitting. I did. Sit and Sleeper also featured on our top games of 2022 list. I'm just trying to push it because it's a great game and people should play it. Yeah, if people, um, like, genuinely, please play it. It's on Game Pass. Um, It'll be on PlayStation soon if you can't play it on Game Pass. Please play it and let us know what you think because I was completely... I went to bed at like half five in the morning. Generally, you you know Well, that. no, I, st- <laughs> I stayed up until 2am, played it. And, as I said, I was enamored and played it in one sitting. And then I, think I, and then I said you got... to you, yeah. you should play this game. It's great. And the next day you did the exact same thing and played it in one sitting. Yeah. Oh, it was so good though. Just so, the, yeah. the music. If you can stick the pause menu on and just listen to that for ages. It is. Yeah, because yeah, you came to bed at like 2am and I was like, oh God, you woke me up. Or, no, I don't think it woke me up. I was like, well, I, I kind of just... Because the music was going on in the next room. Um, and then, yeah, completely... Did the same thing. Did the same thing. I was like, I know. And then I, I actually had to do the... Um, wash the dishes at 5 a.m. Because I was like, you're going to get well, really angry if you wake you. up. you. should have done that sooner. I should have done it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, that game is... Yeah. Phenomenal. I actually didn't play any of the DLC as well. I me just neither. did the, the sort of base game story. So... I'm I'm really excited to go back actually and and play mm. the other DLC stories. I want to see how it's weird because yeah, I want to know if you can complete all of those stories before you know any kind of ending. Well, I think when you end it, you can still go back and continue. I can think. You? I think. Yeah. Um, just load an earlier save. Yeah, I might do that. So there you go. That's great. Go and play it. Yes. So next up. Um, from, from great games to meh games. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, there's a new PlayStation blog about the Burning Shores DLC. And the blog is essentially just a bit of a like, oh, the PS5 is amazing and we love using it. But um, I said, what, what's interesting about it is that the game base game came out on PS4 and PS5, but the DLC is only available on PS5. So I think people have become quite interested in as to, well, why? What is it about this DLC? And essentially in this blog post, it's the usual stuff of like using haptic feedback and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, um, essentially, it's going to have much more detailed graphics. Um, it's based in LA, I think. San Francisco. Um, is it? Well, Golden Gate Bridge. Isn't the Golden Gate Bridge in this or is that another one? Well, no, no I think that's in the original game. Yes. Yeah, I had no idea. Or in the base game, at least. I think this is based in LA. Um, and so... The traffic. Yeah, the cityscape ruins of LA are basically... Oh, Hollywood, it's, yes. it's a, And Hollywood and stuff. So it's a big, detailed city. Mm-hmm. So there's so much in it that they need the power of the PS5 to do that. They've also hinted that there is a specific boss fight that just was not possible on PS4. Um, what that means, or if they're just lazy and didn't do that, I don't know. Um, but it's interesting that uh, this DLC is PS5 only. They're not lazy. They're probably overworked and underpaid. Hmm. Um, yeah, we will see. I I've got no interest. I wish I wish I loved it. Yeah, I do kind of want to just finish the main story just to say I've done it and then see if this DLC is any good. But do you know what I wish it had? What you're going to disagree with me? What guns? 
I think I would enjoy the combat a lot more if there were guns in it that I could just pull the trigger immediately and aim and I could like freeze it a little bit like she does. I just think that game, even though it wouldn't fit in well, I know, I just wish no. that the ranged combat was a gun and not uh, like 20 different types of arrow and bow. I 100% strongly disagree. No. I knew. <laughs> terrible taste. No, you do. You just want to go and play Destiny. Yeah, make it needs to be first person, there needs to be <laughs> aliens, and we need to go to the fucking moon. With a gun. Horizon Forbidden West in the Horizon Forbidden Moon. No. Luna West. Terrible game. Yeah. Um, and then the last news story, which was early today, is the next round of PlayStation Plus games that are Ooh. coming in March. Were you so... shitting when this was announced? No. I thought you were. How very dare you? Genuinely was. Um <laughs> um one of the big things coming um so that they're all coming all these games are coming on the 21st of march um for extra and premium members on ps plus and one of the big things is a brand new game which is chia mm. which you're going to be playing on stream next week well i'm not meant to tell uh, it's embargoed oh no it's not i did mention it um yeah i'm gonna I be... didn't say that no, so Chia is coming out on Tuesday and it's going to be on PlayStation Plus, which I think has already been announced. Well, it has definitely already been announced. Um, but I get to play it a day early on Monday. Um, so look out for my stream then. And I will be starting immediately at five o'clock. Uh, so and it will go straight into it. No marbles. No. Well, might do a little bit of just chatting, but going straight into Chia with a T, T-C-H-I-A. And uh, I've just had such great vibes from this game it you know more about it than me actually so well you well, know it's what set it's, about. it's set um polynesia po yeah i think it's a polynesian island i think but please don't quote me on that because yeah. i might be wrong um and it looks to me like it's um it's kind of breath of the wild meets mario odyssey so it's this kind of adventure um, and and you can float around in the wind and solve puzzles and explore how you want to, um, but you also have the ability to. Um, it's inspired by New Caledonia. New Caledonia. New okay. Caledonia Thistle. They're a um, Scottish Premier League team. Um, Very different. Yeah. Um, but you can basically control objects um, a bit like how Mario does in Odyssey with his hat um, and takes control of things. So, um, yeah, and it's just, a, it looks like a really beautiful, brightly coloured adventure um, and really lovely and really authentic to New Caledonia from what I've seen. That does, however, mean it has ukuleles in it. So many ukuleles. And I might have to skip the ukuleles. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, inspired by New Caledonia. Uh, New ah. Caledonia. Yeah, I'm very, 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 very much looking forward to playing it. And New Caledonia is to the east of Australia. As it shows there, um, which is near Fiji, um, New Zealand, Australia. It's kind of like in the middle of all of that. Uh, though set in a fantastical locale at its heart, Chia is a love letter to New Caledonia. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, so that is coming to PS Plus on Tuesday. Yes. Um, so you're going to be playing it on stream. Yeah, and I can't wait. Um, I've just seen somebody playing as the dog and I want to play it immediately. There you so. go. <laughs> um, so that's coming, which is cool. Um, what's also coming to PS Plus next week is Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, if which you haven't played is that game Uncharted yet. 4 and The Lost Legacy. Wasn't that on the um, the PS5 
PlayStation Plus classic thing, and then that got removed. Yes. And then... And now it's on PS Plus. Okay, so it's... What was, it, um, what was that name of that thing? The Essentials or something? No, because the Essentials the, the, are The something collection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's well worth playing. The Lost Legacy especially is brilliant. Um, so that's worth a go. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is also going to be joining next Tuesday. But what is interesting with that is that earlier on today, they also announced that Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Xbox mm, and in April. There's new stuff being added, isn't there? There is. There's some new some new modes and other bits and pieces. Um, which is interesting because Ghostwire Tokyo was published by Bethesda and Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft. Mm. So basically it's been a PlayStation exclusive because that's what the deal was before. And we've all been waiting for it to come to Xbox at some point. Um, and now it's coming to both Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. So it's a great, that's funny. It's a great game, but don't pay full price for it. And now you don't have to. No, it's it's worth giving a go to for free on a subscription. For mm. free. Uh, on a subscription. Um, I really like the setting of it, at least. Mm. Um, and then there's also Life is Strange True Colors, Life is Strange 2. Um, if you like those sort of games. Um, I love in- you. Did you write this? Yes. Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2 will please fans of soppy tea narratives. Did somebody make a comment about that? I don't know. I get that those games are not for everyone, but it does seem to be doing them a disservice being described like that. Oh, wow. You're uh, being criticised in the comments. Well, deal with it. I mean, they are teen narratives. Soppy tea narratives. They're narratives about teens. And soppy. And yes. Sorry about it. Um, also, Immortals Phoenix Rising, which has been on Game Pass for a while. That's now coming to PS Plus. Um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, um, which is their most recent game about aliens, so maybe not the best. No, Um, there's also you go to an alien containment zone. Isn't it zombies though? Extraction. The blurb said an alien containment zone. Mm, I thought it was zombies. Well, I think you're wrong because it was meant to be called Tom. Do you know what it was meant to be originally called? Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Outbreak, and then COVID happened, and they had to change it. Well, maybe oh, it's no, alien No, zombies. sorry. I think it was... Maybe it's the different one. I don't know. I'm sure this is the one that was Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine. And they... Yeah, they weren't... Then they called it, like, yeah, Quarantine. And then... <clears throat> and now they're alien containment zones. It's very different. Yeah. Everyone's like, this is too close to yeah. COVID. Um, other games coming. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is the RPG. Um, Street Fighter V, just ahead of Street Fighter VI. Uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Um, which was uh, a sort of spin-off kind of game, Final Fantasy, which is cool. I'd never played it. Uh, Neo The World Ends With You, which I was not a big fan of, but does have a big cult following. Um, so that would be cool for people that are into that. Uh, Rage 2, uh, and also Haven, which I, I quite Rage liked. Um, and also Untitled Goose Game, which is a game that I still haven't played, and I know everybody loved that when it came mm. out. Um, and I... What, I mean, it's literally about two hours long, but I've been wanting to play it for a while, so I might give that a go. I It was a two-hour... No, it was like a four-hour game that should have lasted two. It went on. and like There were about five different areas or something, I remember, and like I was done after three areas. Yeah. It feels like one joke that's just spread out, but fine. Yeah. And then lastly, there's Ridge Racer... Get back up. Sorry, I was reading all of the well, comments. Don't read the comments. I like reading the comments. Uh, see, Ridge Racer Type 4, you. which was PS1 game. Uh, Ape Escape 2 from PS1, and then Siphon Filter Dark Mirror, which was PSP. So, not a bad bunch of games. I that think. is a very good... I mean, there'll be something there. Sorry, um, 
Hilly, who is the Rainbow Six uh, master or mistress, no master, uh, is outbreak happened, but quarantine. Yeah, this okay. Quarantine got changed because it's like, yeah, let's maybe not call it that. There you go. Oh, which one of those games? If you had to play one of those that got added, which one would you play? It'd be fun, fancy, wouldn't it? What out of, what, all out of, of all the is, games is, I get is cheer. That's oh, no. what I most want to play. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I will. Well, Immortals, I already started on Game Pass. I will continue with that at some point. You should um, do it. I really like it. But um, Final Fantasy, I will. I will certainly give a go to. And I might. I might just whip through Goose Game of an afternoon. Yeah. And yeah. So let's go and see what the comments have been saying no, about let's not. it. Um, I know this is probably a silly question to throw out there for Sony. Could you please remaster Uncharted Golden Abyss? I liked Golden Abyss. It was weird, but I don't know how they would even manage to remaster that. Um, but yeah, people saying a solid month. Got a 12 months extra sub for a good discount in January. Been worth it already. People being positive in the comments. Great. Everyone loves Ridge Race. Is this one of the best Ridge Racers? Was this the Ridge Racer that we played and I beat you at in, uh, in, in the Science Museum? How dare you make the assumption that you beat me at anything? Mm. And the game you're thinking about is Project Gotham Racing. No, but I also beat you at Ridge Racer. No. Yeah, and then you beat me at that annoying one. Oh my god, you commented! I did, because I originally wrote Street Fighter VI. Oh. And then realised, no, that's very different. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what... Did I anyone mean... like that comment? Um, No. Great. But nobody wrote. I think you... But it's, it's quite low down, because nobody liked that comment either, the original. But I've been, I've been saying to Ed that, like, we need to see Ed's human side a bit. He's not just a stuck-up pompous I games... I am a stuck-up pompous games robot game, games journalist. Yeah, so we need to bring your human side. And I think responding to the odd comment, even not obviously not the abusive ones, but if somebody points something out and you were like, actually, no, but you're... That means I have to sift through comments. I don't well, like yeah. doing that. No, it's not good for your mental health. It's not. I mean, I think that... I think... If somebody like I think people are less likely to be be absolute assholes in comments if they're kind of aware that the person might comment back. Bum bum bum. Yeah, it's like you see the people sending loads of abuse to somebody, and then the person replies to them, be like, "That wasn't very nice," and then they apologize. You see, I see it a fair bit. Yeah, I don't. You don't have to write to everyone. Well, some people will be. Well, leave, leave that open. There's a couple of bits on my right. Oh, my ads incentive program has uh, popped. Oh, well, good for you. Oh, do you want us to see what it is? No. Oh, I'll be able to. Oh, it's the new one, isn't it? Oh, that's awful uh, color scheme. Yeah, what was next? That was it. Oh, oh. that's all the headlines. That was quite a few. That was quite a few. Yeah, so right. There you go. That's what? this week in gaming. What gaming uh, things have we got to look forward to? We haven't really, we never really have that. As a, I think we should add that as a feature to our podcast. But What's what? coming up? Um, yes, we well, do need to do that. What is coming up? Well, the big thing that's coming up next Friday is Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, so that is... You're on March. Yeah, and I'm on a um, mobile version. Resident Evil 4 is uh, is the big game next week. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we have Alice Gear Aegis CS Concerto of Simul Atrix. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, uh, also, ooh. the seventeenth is Bayonetta Origins: no. Razor and the Lost Demon. Do you mean WWE Two K Twenty Three? No, I don't care about that. Um, so there you go. And um, then next week is Cheer that we already said. Also, tomorrow is the Dark Pictures Switchback VR, so you can play the horror. Um, it's the on rails horror for the PS VR. Is that 2. something we should do on stream? Is that what you're saying? 
Oh, yes. Well, we might have a horror stream at some point. We'll do a horror charity stream um, at some point, I think. We? Yeah, because you want to make me play PT, don't you? I think you should play PT. Yeah. And you're like, the scary, it's 30 minutes, but it's the scariest thing you've ever played. Yeah. Um, so great. That'll be fun. Uh, well, I'll be putting you in uh, Switchback VR on the PSVR 2. Mm. Uh, yes, there's a game called Dredge coming out. It's like a horror fishing game that has had actually really, it looks really good. People are really interested in that. Um, so that's good. The Last of Us Part 1 is coming out on PC. Yeah. So if you still Where? haven't played that, that's coming out on the 28th. Oh, that, that, I mean, we, we're just talking about the next week. We don't want to spoil what's happening after that. Okay, fine. But yeah, there we go. Remnant from the Ashes. Oh, that's old, isn't it? Yeah, 2019. People liked it. Is sure. the Remnant from the Ashes, is that the Souls one with guns? No idea. Uh, the, the people actually really liked, I believe so. No idea. Yeah. But cool. All right. Well, that is that is all for uh, next week. Do we have any other things popping up? No, we've got WASD in a couple of weeks. That's right. So that'll be fun. If anybody's going to... Oh, yeah. If anybody's going to WASD, uh, I don't think I mentioned it last week, but um, on the Saturday, I'm going to be playing Jackbox on the main stage at WASD with some of the devs and some media personalities. And it could potentially be on the front page of Twitch. So I'll let we'll you know. We'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm going to have to, I am going to have to kind of filter myself. Restrain yourself. Really am, yeah. I don't There's going to get... be no coom. There's going to be no smegma. There's going to be no... All the in-jokes, I'm going to be... Can you try and get piss kink in there? Like, is that doable? It depends. They might speak to me beforehand and be like, we're going to play Jackbox. Now, we can't swear and we can't... I might just say like, uh, you know... There's, there's got to be a biggest bunch reference that you can get in there sneakily somehow. I'll do my best. I will do my best. I think piss kink is the way forwards. Piss kink, yeah. Ask me about my piss kink. Yeah, justice for Barold. <laughs> justice for Midge. Uh, did you see that, uh, yeah, so my um, Animal Crossing character, Barold, was uh, picked up by Luca, uh, one of our viewers, they posted a message. <laughs> well, they posted me a tweet being like, what the hell is this? Because <laughs> they had let um, a, just a random villager move in and they were very upset that uh, it was barreled. <laughs> but we, we were, what, I went to a conference yesterday and they were showing various things. And one of the guys showed, um, yeah, they were working for Guide Dogs UK and one of their streams was Animal Crossing and they had a bunch of uh, dogs as villagers. And then one, a different who wasn't a dog, was the um, like, the the puppy handler. Aww. Do you know who they treated as the puppy handler? Beardo, the guy with the. Have you seen Beardo? I, I don't think you'd like so. to see Beardo. Look at, look at that. All I'm going to say is it's not a beard. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a beard, I'm sorry. It's a pubic bush. Yeah. That is not a beard. <laughs> pubic. Yeah. Pubic. Not a beard. Um, I like all the other pictures around here, though. Anyway. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Well, so we're, that's something else to look forward to. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of wazd. Yeah. Um, ben, where can we find you online? You can find me online at uh, twitch.tv slash biggestbenus. I'm biggestbenus1 on Twitter. And I did get an email back. They are, I believe, looking into getting my Instagram back. Um, but also, if you do want to add me on Facebook, I've now made a work 
related Twitter, uh, Facebook account. So and I'll add anybody on there, and it doesn't have anything too embarrassing on it, which is lucky. I am Ben Ostwick Gosh Charity. Feel free to add me on there. Nice. Mm. I'm also biggest Ben on Be Real. So add me on Be Real, and every now and again, I'll make sure Ed's in a few of them. Uh, no. Yeah, we'll middle of intercourse. Picture of Ed smile. Beautiful picture. We have to be real. Are you real, Ed? No, you're a fake Not robotic games journalist. Not with Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How? Where can we find you if somebody would want to do that? Uh, you can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. Excellent. All right, and we'll be back next. <gasps> what? Are we Wednesday or Thursday next week? You make a decision because you keep changing the days that we're doing it. We will be back next Wednesday. The new schedule starts the following week. Yeah. No, next. I can't remember. Oh my gosh. Yes, because my stream is going to be Tuesday At and Thursday. At some point next week, we're going to stream again. Yes. We, you know, we will. Things like that, we're very soon going to be moving to Thursdays. Um, Ed's going to be streaming on Monday. I'm going to be streaming my mainstream on a Tuesday. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next Thursday. You just said Wednesday. No, because I'm in, I'm in work on Wednesday. We're doing Thursday. Thursday. From next week, podcasts on a Thursday. Ooh, got hiccups. Yeah, definitely sure. Because no, I'm in work on Wednesdays. I'm in work on Mondays and Mondays and Wednesdays, um, from the week after. So yeah. Right, so apparently Thursday, we'll see you there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks all for listening. And until next Thursday, keep swapping. <laughs>